You there, Pastor? Yes. We're going to play the music right now. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Eli James here and uh, Pastor David Martins of South Africa is on the phone with me today. And uh, we're going to entitle this episode, COVID-19 Discriminates Against Whites in South Africa. And of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what's happening. Uh, there's, there's very, uh, here, let me put it this way. Because there are, uh, as a lack of COVID-9 testing kits in virtually all of Africa, I guess nobody gets it in Africa, except South Africa, where you have hospitals and Western-style uh, tracking of people and Western-style medicine. But there you do, in your country, you do have lots of COVID-19. Is there a correlation between uh, hospitals and the number of COVID-19 cases around the world? Uh, Pastor, the, yes, good evening, and uh, also good evening to all our listeners across the globe, and uh, in particular, our listeners in uh, Namibia, Southwest Africa again. Um, yes, I, I like to draw distinction between or with um, our listeners in, in Namibia, Pastor, because they are very uh, faithful in, in uh, tuning into our programs, for which I'm very grateful. Very good. And then also... Um, I know of some of our listeners in Russia and in uh, Australia. Um, so a good evening to also, also to those who are listening in those countries. In, in fact, every country in the, in the world, because we've had uh, listeners in Argentine, uh, Argentine and Chile and also, I believe, in um, uh, Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, what I wanted to say, Pastor, is yes, we've, uh, we're still feeling the brunt of the winter. We uh, have some cold fronts approaching again, and we've had snow falling in the area that just this past 24, 48 hours. Uh, so we are really feeling the uh, most probably the coldest winter in human history or oh, in, really? in, uh, mm-hmm. in human memory for, for South Africa. Wow, uh, we've had okay. snow, snow falling, uh, n- not just in in um, spurious snowfall periods, short periods, but we've had snowfalls continuously over a number of days or even a week or more, and there is more of it coming. Now, um, isn't it? Wouldn't it be the case then if you've had such a cold winter? Wouldn't you have lots of cases of flu? Right? Pastor, this is the strange thing. I think because so many, because so many people are um, using the the precautions for COVID that they don't even fall sick with with yeah. flu. They um, don't want to go to a hospital either, right? They don't go to a hospital. So, so they. they um, right. And it's not a matter of of uh, social uh, social distancing. Um, I saw something uh, very interesting in, in uh, a posting that somebody had made on Facebook uh, regarding social distancing. There's a guy who's doing some uh, parachute jumping, and he said, now he's socially distanced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, then I thought of the person in America who um, fell to his death doing the same thing, and uh, his death was a claim to be because of COVID-19. Right? Yeah, yeah. His yep. parachute. The guy whose parachute didn't open. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, post, yes. Um, the strange thing is that uh, uh, there seems to be now, now at the outset, and for quite a time after the lockdown because of COVID-19, the blacks totally ignored. They didn't wear masks. They didn't 
do the social distancing thing. They visited, uh, and, and of course, with the shopping centers um, making use of the opportunity or, in fact, um, following the government's instructions, they um, only permitted a certain number of people into the shops. But outside of the shop, the blacks were standing in long queues waiting to go into the shops. Mm-hmm. No social distancing, no masks, nothing. Okay. Yet they, they, they don't die by the thousands as we anticipated uh, according to the World Health Organization's yeah. um, guidelines and, and, three, and well, the fears that they invoked on the people. Right. Yeah. So blacks aren't paying attention at all to the this fear mongering. They're just going on with their you know their their typical daily you know care carefree lifestyle, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well, this the thing that uh, is also of uh, great importance. It is illegal for a motor car with four. Well, most probably it's only um, uh, uh, applicable to the whites. Uh, you can only have two people in a motor car, okay. and they must wear masks. Wow. Anybody more than two in a motor car is um, subject to a very stiff fine, and yet black taxis can take 10 passengers, mm-hmm. no masks, and they can even visit, you can visit a uh, casino, no problem. But mm-hmm. you cannot visit your family, even if you have death in the family, because of cancer or because of uh, heart attacks or whatever. You cannot visit your family yeah. and attend funerals because of social distancing as instructed by the South African yeah. government. Now, is that now, two, if, two per car limited to whites? Because it's obviously, obviously... yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Obviously, yes. Okay. Yeah, but so ten, so ten blacks can get into a car, but only two whites, and they have to wear face masks. <laughs> this is crazy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it's crazy. An absolute, it's an it's an absolute absurdity, Pastor. And obviously, there's a lot of money to be made. Um, we we have very large uh, motor assembly plants in Port Elizabeth, uh, for example, Volkswagen South Africa as a very large plant, even producing vehicles for export to overseas countries. And um, because of the COVID um, um, pandemic, are you there? Yes. Because of the COVID pandemic, uh, production has come to a standstill in um, the, the Volkswagen plant for some period of time. Okay. So they... they converted one of the assembly plants, the whole building was converted to an emergency uh, COVID-19 treatment center. Okay, a hospital. Okay. A hospital. Uh And at the moment, that hospital, I I saw an article just a few days ago that this hospital is totally unutilized because there's nobody to accommodate in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So even though though blacks are not social distancing, not wearing face masks, they're not catching COVID-19. So why is that? uh, Well, most probably because uh, the, the... People who die from heart attacks and from cancer, they get ascribed to, or their deaths are ascribed to COVID-19 deaths. Yes. But uh, uh, then, of course, also farm murders. There's an absolute spike, a very high spike in um, the the occurrences of farm attacks. Okay. Uh, I saw earlier today, I I think I saw something like over 100 farm attacks since the beginning of August with quite a number of uh, deaths. Mm -hmm. I'll just see if I can get the statistics on that and then uh, I can perhaps update the uh, listeners to that. But uh, but this is totally counter to what you would expect for a flu season. And coronavirus is considered a flu. So you should be exactly. having a spike in flu. In, va- in fact, you're getting almost zero cases of COVID-19. Exactly. So uh, it, it really demonstrates that there is a, 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 a double standard in how COVID-19 cases are counted 
and how they're, you know, in other words, what you have here, unless there is a Western-style group of physicians to count COVID deaths from other, uh, to falsely proclaim COVID deaths from whatever uh, deaths there are, uh, unless you have a Western-style hospital present, you get you don't get COVID, <laughs> right? So it seems uh, like it, it, it yeah. seems like uh, yeah. the Go. COVID is an uh, opportunity also to make money, right? Uh, especially, um, especially insofar as the nepotism amongst the black or the in the black government is concerned, because even the the um, uh, youngsters um, of the um, Cabinet ministers and their families are turning into instant billionaires because of orders that have been placed on them for the provision of um, what is deemed the uh, protection and the uh, sanitization of schools, etc., with COVID um, uh, uh, protection or anti-COVID protection um, Mm -hmm. uh, materials. Right, right. So you know, what we're seeing is that uh, the COVID-19 is discriminating against white people, or at the very least discriminating against the industrialized world, because it's yeah. not hitting Africa. And this is the exact opposite of what you would expect for a flu, which would hit yeah. the, you know, the, uh, the, the poorest countries the worst. It's yeah. always the poorest countries that get hit the worst, but not in this case. They're they're being uh, absolutely avoided. Yeah. By COVID, makes no yeah. sense whatsoever medically. It, it just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't. There's um, definitely a a, con, a a concocting of um, data, uh, uh, statistics, <laughs> right? Data. Yeah. Uh, or well. Uh, the, the projections, well, I, I believe that Dr. Fauci has been um, slayed from his position as well as um, uh, Donald Trump uh, totally uh, 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 removing the authority of the World Health, Health Organization insofar as the COVID-19 is concerned because okay. of the way in which they misrepresented the data, right. even by confusing the data. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, all right, so uh, we'll see if this has any impact on our elections coming up in November, uh, but yeah. it's going to be total chaos, total chaos Absolutely. for us. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, I have... Okay, so what we're seeing in Africa, a complete reversal of the statistical... <laughs> Uh, you know, anatomy that we see in the West. Okay, it, it's absurd. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here's an article. Now that this this is now it says from the BBC. Lack of COVID nineteen testing undermines Africa's success. What does that mean? It, uh, what success? It, yeah, the success of what? COVID nineteen <laughs> to attack the population. Uh, it hasn't. It hasn't. Okay. So, but what the, what they're admittedly tacitly admitting here is that because there's no one to count COVID nineteen, they don't have it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the relatively no just unquote the relatively low number of coronavirus cases in Africa so far have raised hopes that African countries may be spared the worst of the pandemic, in the words of the UN, but at the same time it urges caution. Okay, so, but I see that there's a couple of doctors in hazmat suits sticking one of these six-inch probes (laughs) into the throat of an African guy. And why are they wearing hazmat suits? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's part of the show for uh, creating or to create a fear amongst the people. That's yeah, what it's for. That's all it is, right? And uh, as we reported yesterday, that uh, the uh, the vaccine may actually be on the tip of that swab, that six inch swab that they stick way up your nose, and if they're not careful, they could actually puncture into your brain, which is an absurd. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. 
I've, I've heard something else about um, right at the back of your throat. Okay. Where they, um, where they smear the swab is that that particular area is what makes your uh, gives your brain the ability or certain abilities. That is where it happens. Uh-huh. So what they're doing is they're actually penetrating into your that sensitive area of your um, mm-hmm. your brain connection with your throat. Right. Um, yeah. And, sinuses, and of yeah. course, there's, there's but something else that I've just stumbled across, which is also perhaps worth our uh, discussion, is the uh, mini um, uh, uh, nuclear mm-hmm. bomb that was exploded in uh, in um, Beirut. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That was a nuclear, uh, a, a tactical nuclear weapon uh, detonated by the Israelis, as I know, as far as I know. Yes, it was uh, launched from a uh, one of these um, uh, drones. There mm-hmm. was I've, I've got a picture, uh, well, I've got a, a video showing a drone releasing something, and then uh, obviously uh, other videos that actually show the uh, missile that was coming in at a tremendous speed, and uh, that I would presume to be. Um, Technology that was shared by South, well, South Africa had shared certain technologies with um, Israel okay. in concerning high-speed, very high-speed missiles, and it seems as if that is one of those missiles. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. And it. Uh, what? Well, it. Uh, it was a huge explosion, uh, killing what? Absolutely. Close to a thousand people, something like that. That uh, this was an it's, act of war. Well, it's lived. Yeah. It, it, it left more than a quarter of a million people homeless. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, and a very little reporting from the mainstream media. You know, I, I've only heard about mm. it on, on the Internet. You know, um, uh, some, uh, some British guy did a, a story about it on Russian television. And that, that's the only source yeah. I've heard about it from. Okay. Yeah. So, so Well, and, uh, I, I presume... I presume uh, a lot of the news, the world news, especially Israeli news, is uh, being, um, uh, you guys are being uh, uh, denied access to this um, news that is appearing. Right. Obviously, obviously they wouldn't want uh, you people to know that uh, this atrocious acts of terrorism is uh, is performed by Israelis. Or right. the Jews. Exactly. Uh, wasn't the uh, Iranian embassy involved in this explosion? Most probably. Okay. Uh, George Galloway is the person I, I saw the video during the week. I was out of town, yeah. so I had limited access to the Internet. So George Galloway did a story, blamed it on the Israelis, and said that the Iranian embassy was involved. So this was an attack of intimidation against Iran, no doubt. Okay. Who else? Who else would want to threaten Iran besides the Israelis? And and also Beirut, Lebanon. Right. But uh, just to come back to the COVID thing, Pastor, I've just read uh, that... Uh, South Africa now has 9,298 um, fatalities regarding COVID. Now, I wonder how many of those are actually yeah. um, uh, actual COVID fatalities. Most probably a third of those are um, fatalities due to violence. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, some other form of flu, which they seem to have bis- disregarded the you know, regular flu statistics altogether during this yeah. pandemic, right? So nobody's yeah. con- contrasting, well, who's got r- regular flu and who's got COVID-19? Nobody seems to be keeping statistics yeah. like that, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, we can see, for, well, for example, here in Ghana, uh, there are, no, the number of tests for, th- for per thousand people is only six. Only six <laughs> tests. Okay, in Kenya, it's only one. In Nigeria, almost zero. Senegal, two. South Africa, ten. So these are the number of test kits they have available in these countries. So, but they're not still, they would still want to report how many cases of flu 
there are in these countries, but they're not doing that either. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they they want to blame all cases of death on COVID-19, but they can't do it in Africa because they don't have any test kits at all. Yeah. Okay. And there's not there's not money to be made out of uh, blacks right. contracting COVID-19 in Africa, Pastor, because they don't have medical aid, expect, uh, except in South Africa, where they inherited the uh, the the access to medical aid from the liberals and the uh, Cape Dutch Afrikaners. Of course, we know that. Yes. Yeah, and there was a case of I think it's the president of Nigeria, I believe. Who sent yes. in? Yeah, who sent uh, test cases uh, of uh, of a pig and uh, a pow pow fruit to the UN testing yes. facility, and they both tested positive for COVID nineteen. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, what more proof do you need that this is nonsense? Absolutely, pasta. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the the main thing is, as Henry Kissinger, I think, already stated in uh, 2010, that all the the uh, protagonists um, for for the new world order require is for a pandemic to start. They would then initiate all the the efforts from the Jew side, the Edomite Jew side, to to exploit that particular pandemic and um, to institute the new world order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to yeah. establish the new world order. Well, of course, that's what the whole thing is really about. Number one, as yeah. we've been saying here from the beginning of the pandemic, you know, which is January and February, that we've been doing yeah. shows about this subject. We've been telling our audience that, number one, it's a cover for the international banking collapse. Okay? They're going to have to reset the world economy. They want to go cashless. And they don't want the uh, stock market uh, investors to panic like they did in 2008. So they're blaming yeah. the, the, lock, the the economic downturn on COVID, but the economic downturn was already happening in 2019. And yeah. the lockdown just hid that fact from public view. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's what's really yeah. happening. Yeah. So, so I guess this was uh, <laughs> Tanzania. Tanzania's president blames fake positive tests in the spike of coronavirus cases. They, now, they've also admitted that these test kits, the ones we were talking about, the long swat, and they say many of these, quote-unquote, are contaminated with COVID-19. They, exactly. admit, they admit this. Okay. Well, there's, there's some people who had gone for the tests or that were compelled to go for the tests. And they tested positive, and they, at their own expense, they went to a different uh, testing facility and paid for a second test on their Uh own accord. Yeah. And they found that those tests were negative. So the positive tests were basically related to the place where they were tested and uh, to the condition that they experienced. Yes, exactly. And so that's why I believe so many people are staying out of hospitals all over the world because they're afraid yeah. that they're going to test positive and will have to they will have to take t- treatment right and that treatment yeah. is awfully often more fatal than any flu okay yeah. and so we're we're seeing across the world yeah what you just stated is exactly right it's dependent upon where you are tested and who, by whom you are tested whether you you get a positive result or a negative result Okay, so it's yeah. it's a political disease. COVID nineteen is a political. It's not a medical condition. It's a political d- disease invented by the global banksters to cover up their uh, collapsing economy and the fact that they're going to have to do a reset. Now, I, I can tell you that the gold bugs. Uh, and I watch their videos on the internet all the time. They're saying mm-hmm. that uh, this this whole thing 
is a, a diversion from the global reset because gold prices are spiking across the world and the yes. dollar is falling. Uh, every currency is falling drastically against gold. Okay, yeah. which means that we've got we're in a hyperinflationary spiral. Yes. No. Well, no. This, go ahead. Go ahead. There's no way of once you go beyond the trigger point. There's no way of reversing the the spiral down the downward spi spiral, mm -hmm. and that is exactly what they want. That is why um, I, w I would say most probably. Uh, up to 90% of small businesses in South Africa, under, still under the hands of the white man, have been prohibited from operating during this uh, lockdown period. You must know how many small uh, shops and restaurants and uh, the, mm -hmm. the kind of businesses that kept the white man going right. have actually gone bankrupt over this period. Yes. And it was a planned, it was a planned and an orchestrated thing. What yeah. we should actually do is get together and we should make an international action, a class action, an international class action against the perpetrators of this deception and this lie. For example, uh, Bill Gates should be right in the forefront of uh, right. giving testimony as to why he yeah. Uh, got involved in, in all these meddling into this thing and orchestrating it. Pastor, I think I think it was in October of last year, uh, Bill Gates was in South Africa and he met with Cyril Ramaphosa and uh, you can see that there was very clearly a, de a deal orchestrated and made between the South African government and Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Right, yeah, and then uh, you know, uh, seven uh, in the chat room says that the purpose is to defeat Trump, and of course, uh, Trump was early on blamed, uh, uh, accused of being a racist because he shut down traffic from China to America, right? Yes, and then uh, and it turned out he was right because that's where it originated, but it was a a weaponized virus that they were trying to impose upon the world, but it never yes. worked out that way because it isn't contagious. Okay, yeah. they've been they've been they've been wanting to weaponize a contagious disease, but they just haven't succeeded. So they had yeah. to pretend that uh, this that disease even exists, yeah. which it doesn't. <laughs> In my opinion, exactly. it, it doesn't even exist. All right. So here, this is Tanzania. Okay, Tanzania. Uh, yes. So, sorry, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh -huh. By the way, I believe China's economy has. Or is in the process of a total collapse itself. Okay, yeah, I, I believe so. You know, because uh, they're they're building these cities that have no occupants. Okay, exactly. Which means they're having uh, having to resort to make work to keep the Chinese right. Because China China is a very oppressive society, very exactly. oppressive, right? And so yeah. the natives are getting restless. So uh, it may be they would have to stage a world war, yeah. uh, Orwellian style, to yeah. you know to cause their people to get back to work. Yes, okay. something else over the over the past few decades, China was very free in lending out money to African nations. Okay, now that they have a, a situation that they created with the COVID nineteen or Mm -hmm. uh, COVID-19 along with 5G, they are now in a position where they need money ah. and the money that, that they have lent out to African nations, they are now recalling. Wow. That is what they uh -huh. pastor. But I, I actually, my personal take on this is that it is already an indication of the of Father Yahweh's um, changing of the situation against those that perpetrated it in the first place. Yes, absolutely. Well, now the the, the pitfalls of switching to an absolutely cashless society. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the idea that this kind of currency can't be hacked and uh, yeah. you know manipulated by people that it's not intended to, to distribute it. I mean, the potential yeah. for this is enormous. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to work, 
And it certainly isn't going to work in the heart of darkest Africa where they don't have uh, credit cards. They, they don't have cell phones, right? They, they don't yeah. have apps to do their banking. Oh, they do have these trucks where the black, the ignorant blacks uh, put their thumbprint and, uh, and uh, the machine spits out their welfare, <laughs> welfare cash, right? So, you know, getting these people to use cell phones and apps to to buy stuff is going to be quite a challenge for the New World Order. Uh, Pastor? Yeah. Pastor, um, you'd be surprised to know how the South African uh, cell phone companies, cellular companies, uh-huh. have been rushing in into Africa over the past 25, 30 years okay. in establishing networks in Africa at the expense of the whites in South Africa. Right. Because okay. South Africa is most probably one of the most expensive uh, insofar as cell phone services is concerned and also data. And in spite of the fact that um, um, infrastructure in South Africa has been uh, extremely extended, over the past 15 to 20 years, mm-hmm. the same thing goes for African countries as well, but it's all sponsored out of South yeah. Africa. Right. Okay. Okay. So the South African whites taxpayers are the ones that are actually paying for this. Well, not the taxpayers per se, but the uh, subscribers to the South African network services. Okay. They are paying because their services are very elevated. Right. In order to sponsor those. Now, that has been true even in Hendrik Verwoerd's days. The whites have been sponsoring everything in terms of what Hendrik Verwoerd had been giving to the blacks in any case. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the white man pays for it, pays through the nose yeah. for all of these things and gets very little yeah. benefit from it. Okay. Exactly. Right. In fact, he gets, he gets taxed on doing the good, being the good guy. Right. Yeah. In the picture. No good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> well, yeah. That white people do. Okay. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so that's interesting that China would be now disinvesting in Africa. Yeah. Okay. But I would imagine they're still keeping their, because they have their totally Chinese uh, you know, settlements that are yeah. operated by Chinese for Chinese, don't even allow black Africans to work there. How are those yeah. going? Uh, have you heard anything about those facilities? Pastor, yes. In, in fact, somebody reported from uh, Namibia that one of the smaller harbors in Namibia was inundated by, um, by ships. Okay. And emanating from these ships were thousands and thousands of Chinese soldiers fully armed and fully equipped. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Which, which is quite strange. Why would they? And, and uh, they were moved by vehicles to a, um, a, by an, uh, to a, uh, a military camp that is north of Vintuk, um, which, which, of course, is a Namibian military uh, uh, training facility. Now, the question is, why would they have these Chinese going to the Namibian Mm-hmm. military or the uh, defense force uh, facility. Right. right. If, it's, if it's not in cahoots with the present government. Sure, sure. Well, you think they try- want to evacuate the Chinese? Because they haven't made themselves very welcome among the native Africans, right? The Chinese yeah. haven't. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds like we may be looking at the beginning of uh, World War Three. Covert style, okay, because I've been hearing the same thing about uh, American ports where Chinese uh, soldiers are waiting for something, okay, and uh, and, uh, the Chinese have bought up great tracts of American land where they have very similar facilities, you know, uh, Chinese uh, running it and, and working there. So, uh, but, you know, they have plenty of people to use as soldiers. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the question is, how do they control those people so remote? Right. And, yeah. And under whose authority are they in the places where they are? Because it's not just the Namibia. 
they in South Africa as well. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, obviously, with their uh, you know devices, electronic devices, they can give instructions yeah. from uh, Beijing to uh, all around yeah. the world. However, or Wuhan. Yeah, or, yeah, right, or Wuhan, right? Uh, <laughs> they can give instructions, but uh, you know, this, this, this tactically, logistically, such an operation yes. on a small scale. You know, we're just talking about one uh, invasion of Chinese troops. Let's call it an invasion, whatever they want to yeah. call it. I don't know, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a small number of troops. But to do coordinate something like this worldwide. Yes, you know, it just that's, doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's another matter. I don't think it's gonna, yeah. I don't think it's feasible. But yeah. if they're desperate and they have to do such, and we've been saying this for many years here at Eurofolk Radio, that the Chinese, yeah. when they when their economy collapses, they're going to have to it's declare good. war against this. That may be what's happening right now. Yeah, of course they. It, it's not just merely a deployment of troops. It's definitely a planned uh, preparation of a something greater. Right, right. Okay. So uh, possibly to evacuate Chinese out of hostile territory or to you know, just start push, putting their troops in position for the, the coming global takeover. conflict. The, glo- the coming Absolutely. global... Yeah, right. Coming takeover. Right. Now, yeah. now the... Obviously, the government of Namibia, it's also controlled by blacks, correct? Yeah, well, it is blacks. It is blacks. Okay. Yes. So, uh, and then, you know, and we've, we've known for centuries now that black-ruled countries will accept, you know, th- those in charge will accept bribes from anybody, right? To, to yes. do whatever the outsider pleases, okay? Exactly. And so that has not changed. Uh, the UN has been doing this too. The UN has actually sponsored communism against anti-communist regimes in Africa, you know, for the duration of the UN's existence. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, that was also um, the downfall of the, uh, the the white government in South Africa. You can see the demise uh, that had been taking place under the auspices of Pukbuta, Mm-hmm. The Edomite Bazarian Cape Dutch Afrikaner, Pukwota. Yes, yes. Yeah, and in cahoots with the Freemasons and the Rothschilds, okay? Exactly. So, so the question is why does the Rothschild banking family sponsor communism all over the world? It's a tool so, unto them, it's a tool <laughs> yes, they a can tool. use to destroy. To destroy yes. certain sections that is a threat to their existence, and that is the House of Jacob. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. And they had the added benefit of getting gold and diamonds from the House yeah. of Jacob in South Africa as well. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, but here now, getting back to Tanzania's uh, president. Tanzania's, now this is NPR in Chicago, WBEZ Chicago, states Tanzania's president blames fake positive tests in the spike in coronavirus cases. Should be on the spike. Mm. Anyway, Tanzania's President John Magafuli, who holds a doctorate in chemistry, is denying a spike in the country's coronavirus cases, claiming that positive COVID-19 tests are fake. Okay? Yeah. And I would have to agree with him that they are fake. So, Marie's, yeah. Marie, Mary Louise Kelly host, Tanzania in East Africa, seems to be experiencing a big spike in COVID-19 cases. Videos on social media show hurried night burials and people collapsing on the streets. But the government mm. is slow to report cases, and the country's president has become a coronavirus denier. NPR's Ider Peralta reports. Ider Peralta byline. Tony says... When two of his close relatives got sick with coronavirus, they went to a hospital in the capital, Dar es Salaam. He says the doctors and nurses didn't have protective equipment, so they were just isolating COVID-19 cases, never checking up on them. Tony, yeah. they just lock you up in one of the rooms of the hospital and they just leave you there. <laughs> right? So that's yeah. actually good, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Now, did these people well, actually... It, it, go ahead. It works in our favor. 
Yes, yes. Now, did these people actually have COVID-19 if no test was done on them? How did they determine that these people had COVID-19? Okay. Peralta, his two relatives died, he says, and only a few people were allowed to attend their funeral, as he reported. You know, people, uh, blacks are attending bars, and, you know, and, uh, uh, where did he get the money to drink and carouse all night long, right? No social distancing yeah. whatsoever, but white people, only two per car. He can't even attend funerals or, or weddings. Can they attend weddings? Are people having weddings anymore? Okay. So, and just three of them went and they were buried at night. We're only using Tony's yeah. first name because the Tanzanian government has arrested people for talking about the pandemic. Tony says he wants to talk because he's worried. Oh, okay. it's, it's fear, right? He's afraid. Exactly. People in his neighborhood are still going out to eat and drink without masks, apparently, right? But yet, the number of deaths in this country has got to be close to zero. Yeah. Okay. Well, exactly. But they create a situation where people are subjected to believe that they have corona or the COVID just for the sake of mass hysteria. Right. Yes, hysteria. Hysteria reigns supreme. Now he says, bars and pubs are still open. And most of these are probably run by blacks. Restaurants are still open, so it really feels weird. Now are these people getting sick? Are, are the blacks Pastor, in South Africa getting sick from COVID-19? Pastor of the, um, well, so many thousand of, of uh, those I, I saw earlier on uh, while we spoke, I saw the the actual number of, of uh, uh, cases that they state um, uh, is has been tested positive in South Africa. Uh, I just want to see if I can get it again, but... Okay. Um, yeah, it says it's got to uh, be very low. Yeah, uh, it's the, the number of positive cases are very high, but the number of deaths are very low. There you go. That's what we would expect. Yeah, yeah. because well, it's, the number of cases depends on which doctor you see, <laughs> right? Yes, and the number of deaths depends on whether or not what you die from, which is most of the time not COVID nineteen. Yeah, exactly. Right? Okay. So, okay, so just as in South Africa, in Tanzania, bars and pubs are still open. There's no social distancing. There's no face mask wearing. So, uh, so he says, what, what are these people doing? Do they not know what's really going on and the dangerous part of it? Well, no, it isn't dangerous. (laughs) That's all media hype. Okay. Yes. Right? Exactly. Okay. So here's where uh, Magufuli comes in. When the first cases of COVID-19 were confirmed in East Africa, President John Magufuli did take action. He canceled schools and he famously greeted an opposition leader by tapping toes. <laughs> but, <laughs> is that an African ritual? <laughs> but he kept his international airports open. And through Lent, he encouraged people to keep going to church because he said COVID-19 cannot survive in the body of Christ. <laughs> oh, he's a Christian. All right. Well, actually, it yeah. can't because it doesn't exist. <laughs> Early this month, Magufuli, who holds a Ph.D. in chemistry, gave a, gave a stunning speech. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it, it suggests a recording here, but it doesn't have the... Um, because it's in Swahili, it doesn't yeah. have uh, the recording. So, okay, so he says he, the papaya, the, the pawpaw fruit, and others yeah. tested positive, he claimed. Proofs, proof his labs were falsifying positive test results to sabotage Tanzania. He went on to yeah. say that he had ordered an herbal cure being pushed by the president of Madagascar. So, yeah. uh, so obviously NPR thinks that the president is lying, and uh, you know. But he sent these—I uh, forget how many uh, test uh, cases he sent out. 
Some were human, some were non-human. One was certainly of a pig, and one was certainly of the papaya fruit. And the pig and yes. papaya fruit t- tested positive for COVID-19. Okay. Well, I would presume that the pigs would um, uh, actually test positive for every disease there is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so other samples are I see from a goat, a sheep, and a bird. Okay. Yes. And he had them labeled with human names. So the lab thought, yes. assumed that it was human uh, RNA or DNA. Okay. Yes. So did they even determine whether this was human or non-human DNA? It didn't matter. Doesn't matter. For the purpose of the uh, pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic. yeah, yeah. They're all test positive, you know. Yeah. For for a test that only tests for RNA, and the inventor of the RNA test said it cannot be used for diagnostic purposes. It's exactly. called the, the BCR test, okay? So, mm. so, so they're accusing uh, NPR, which of course is an ultra-radical left government-controlled radio course, network, yes. NPR, uh, totally adhering to globalism, globalism yeah. and ultra-liberalism. They're taking, most probably, yeah, most yeah. probably also funded by Soros. Could be. Or even sure. Gates. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's government. It's been government funded for, I don't know, 50, 60 years now. And it's always yes. been a, a left, ultra left wing, uh, radical government station. Okay. Uh, basically, it exists to, how should I put it, um, uh, you know, institutionalize uh, uh, total government. Okay, uh, their, exactly. their their news reports begin. Well, the Department of Health and uh, Education says this. The, the the Federal Reserve Bank says this. Every report they give is uh, government agency reports. Okay, yes. so this uh, increases in the listener's mind. Well, that we should be porting, you know, supporting big government because look at all the good things the big government is doing. Yeah. Right, that is basically the focus of NPR. All right, it's socialism, so government-sponsored socialism. Okay, yeah. uh, and just about every government-sponsored radio uh, network around the world, BBC, would be another yes. perfect example of that. All right, and I'm sure your radio networks in South Africa they sponsor and support big government across the board as well. Across the board, Pastor. The the. Um, uh, I, I think when you were in South Africa, you can recall we spoke quite a bit about Radio Pretoria, Radio Pretoria, mm-hmm. which was a radio station which at one stage, in fact, it was instated um, by the rightists to be a what they called a, a, a voice for the Boers. Mm-hmm. Now, that was successfully hijacked quite a number of years ago by the Freemason-controlled Afri Forum. We've spoken quite a bit about Afri Forum, but they go for everything that is pro-Boer. They go and hijack it mm-hmm. for their own very um, liberal and devious, demonic right. purposes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, Brother Abear puts a link in says, Dog dies of COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming the theater of the absurd. Absolutely. Total absurd. Clownavirus, there you go. <laughs> Corona, yeah. Clownavirus. It, it, it amazes me how, you know, because, well, it, it, it's obvious how this has uh, this great stupor of uh, people around the planet because they have been spoon-fed government propaganda by their own governments and by global government for nigh 70 years now since yes. the since the UN the United Nations organization was created and yeah. so everybody assumes that the United Nations is a legitimate organization who that we should pay attention to and of course it's the exact opposite but yeah. uh, our point of view is never given uh, a space in major media. Back to you. Yes, Pastor. I just wanted to remind our listeners that uh, uh, the Afrikaner, actually the Jew Afrikaner, Jan Smuts, uh-huh. was one of the instigators to the establishment of what was then the League of Nations, 
which became the foundation for the formation of the United Nations. Uh-huh. And of course, he, he also uh, wrote the preambles to the, um, to the founding of the League of Nations. Yes, yes. Now, it's interesting. He was also... Yeah, he, he was also one of the proponents of the uh, what was known as the Balfour Declaration, and of course he had very close ties with the um, with the uh, I must just get the surname right, Vi- um, the Weitz? Jewish cartel in any case. Yeah, Weissman. Oh, Weissman. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll drop you a picture of. Um, uh, what the Jerusalem Post actually posted about uh, Jan Smuts, okay. very uh, really acknowledging him as a uh, one of the uh, great supporters and also having great uh, links with the Jewish community across the globe. Right, right. So I'm, I'm looking at a picture here of uh, a, uh, a dirt road in Africa in which a, a truck is stuck in the, in the mud. Yes. And there's, a, you know, like maybe 20 people standing around trying to get this truck free. The logistics and the uh, infrastructure required for a cashless society is, you know, of course, they're not really concerned about turning Africa into a cashless society. They only want to get the West Okay, and the industrialized world into a cashless society because that's where all the power and most of the trade occurs, right? They want all. They want to control trade. That's what they want to do. Back to you. And the only reason why they would be interested in making certain parts of Africa cashless is where there is gold and diamonds, <laughs> and right, right. Um, Mm-hmm. Of course, chromium and platinum, etc., Pastor. Yes, yeah. It's the most uh, uh, rich country on the face of the earth with regard to minerals, South Africa yes. is. Yes. So, uh, and that's been the demise of South Africa because the Jews lust after our possessions, right? And will do everything in their power to, to separate us from our possessions, right? Including our lives. So, we're seeing here that COVID 19 is basically a massive cover-up of, the number one, the collapsing economy, and number two, the takeover of the world through a cashless society. That's what's happening. Yeah. That's what's happening. Absolutely. Okay? All right? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, to the extent to which the Jews still thrive and operate in South Africa, which must be pretty extensive because, you know, there's still banks and there's still... Uh, investment corporations and media corporations, right? The Jews control all of those institutions. Uh, So, but uh, here we see that whites are continuing to be disenfranchised from their property and their political rights, while the black economic empowerment continues and gets more and more anti-white racism. Yeah, Pastor, the the whole thing, one must remember that the Edomites have no sense of um, uh, they, morality. They, they, <laughs> they have no compassion. Well, they, they, will, they will kill off their own for the sake of the benefit of the uh, clan, if right. I can put it like that. You sure can. And that we've seen yep. on numerous occasions already in terms of the history um they don't they don't care to sacrifice of their own as long as the uh, the edomite kazarians and the edomite ashkenazis yeah. and the edomite sephardic jews at the end of the day benefit as a clan yes amen and that amen. and that we've seen on numerous occasions already in yeah. terms of uh, of history Yes. Well, of course, it's the exact opposite in the white Christian world, where martyrs uh, of their own volition will allow themselves to be sacrificed when they're unable to fight back. But yeah. never, uh, never ha- has uh, you know a, a Christian, a white Christian country, sacrificed its own people for the benefit of, of the pol- politics. Right now, of course. In the modern times, yes, that has happened, but only under Jew, only Jewish uh, administration, you know, such as Israeli. So we we have sacrificed white people for Jewish wars, 
okay? But that was not the white man's idea. That was the Jew's idea, okay? Exactly. So, yes, they will sacrifice anybody and anything. And we're talking about the, the super rich Jews around the world will sacrifice the, the lesser brethren for whatever purpose they have in mind. And uh, obviously these lesser brethren, we're talking about Jews, the poorer Jews, the middle class Jews, who do not understand that this is how the game is played. That they will be sacrificed yeah. at a moment's notice by the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and others for their aims. Yeah. And these little Jews yeah. think they're doing it for them, <laughs> right? Well, I've got it on record that with the formation of the VOC, the Dutch East Indian Company, the main proponents to the formation of the VOC were the uh, sorry, the Kazarian Jews. And when the, um, the Sephardic Jews, after their uh, banning from um, Spain, Spain and Portugal, when they had uh, set themselves uh, to go to Amsterdam, they were then taken up in the VOC in terms of certain job positions. But the Ashkenazis were like the um, the disenfranchised and the the poor, the, the very poorest of the Jews were the Ashkenazis, and they received certain preferential benefits mm -hmm. with the allocation of jobs and tasks across the globe for and on behalf of, of the Dutch East Indian Company. Right, so there's right. a definite class, there's a def, definite class um, uh, 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 separation amongst the Jews themselves. But at the end of the day, the Ashkenazis are dispensable by the Kazarians. And also the Sephardic Jews are dispensable in order to establish their Kazarian ideologies across the globe. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm trying to post the uh, photograph you just sent me into the chat room, but it doesn't want to take, so that'll have to wait. Maybe I can put it in the uh, you know, after-show processing that I do. But essentially what this photograph shows is Kayam Weitzman and Jan Smuts. Now, the, the title here says that... Uh, Okay, I got the wrong one here. So if, if you could uh, run through what, what this actually says. Okay, here it is. Smuts and Weissman, Weitzman, w, and this is Kayam Weitzman, okay, who was instrumental in founding the uh, Jewish state. Uh, from the Jerusalem Post by Philip Wires, December 13, 2017. But, and the photograph is from 1915, Kayam Weitzman and Jan Smuts. And the subheading here is My Grandfather's Love of Israel and South African Jews. What is the relationship between Jan Smuts and Kayam Weitzman? Very close. Um, Jan Smuts, you must remember that Jan Smuts, with his parents being um, Edomite, uh, in, in fact, Sephardic Jews. Now, the okay. Sephardic Jews emanated from the Kazarians, so they, in fact, part of the Kazarians, but they were the so-called Spanish traders that traded right. from the Spanish ports okay. for many years. Right. And they brought, the, they brought the, um, the, the secrets of the Spanish trade lines and the trade uh, right. centers. They exactly. brought to the table at the, exactly. the VOC. Okay, just in case there's new listeners here, let me just clarify. The Spanish Sephardic Jews were the ones that were expelled from Spain by Queen Isabella. Many of those moved yes. to Holland, where they became the founders of the Dutch East India Corporation, right? And uh, and that, well, yeah, and they well, moved down this? to South Africa. Uh, we only have a, a minute and a half left. Back to you. Pastor, yes, some of the Sephardic Jews actually um, migrated across to Britain. And, of course, they infected uh, Britain and they eventually uh, gained control of Britain. And that yes. is why uh, they also established the British East Indian Company and the yes. British West Indian Companies, etc. Exactly. But it was a competition between Jews and Jews in terms uh -huh. of the establishment of, of yeah. uh, trade links. Yeah, yeah, Dutch Jews and British Jews, yeah. And a, yes. a, a mighty competition, but uh, at the expense of the peoples all across the world, especially the whites yes. across the world. And uh, as we talked about, they have victimized numerous cultures, not just white culture, in their global expansionist plans. But the United Nations is yes. just a continuation of that. 
Correct. Jewish Global's power. All right. All right. Thank you, uh, Pastor Martins. Have a good day. Hope it warms up pretty soon. And uh, thank you all for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. And have a Jew-free day, everybody. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Pastor. And praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Pastor.